Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Atom Express. Twilight calls him behind Nizek Palatro. Salute a world-class sprinter, Nature Strip. A ripper in the King stand. Around the turn of the 150, Bella Nipatina takes the lead, kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire, and best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina, Forex. Young Berta around the turn, Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear, I'm Thunderstruck late. Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. What will Mark McNamara come up with this week when Golden 60 goes over the line first? He'll be looking to become the first, oh, sorry, the second horse since Good Baba to win the Hong Kong Mile three times, and he's going for three in a row, the champ. We absolutely can't wait. Hong Kong International Race Day. Uh, we'll be discussing that next, uh, later on, sorry, in, in the in the podcast. We've got a couple other things to discuss first, and doing it with me is Nick and Will, but... It's not Will Alford, it's Will Barber. Will Alford can't join us tonight, but Barbs and Nico, how are we? Very good, mate. Excited for Sunday. Can't come quicker. Absolutely. Best day of the year. Nico? How are we, boys? Uh, yeah, that was same old, same old at Nico HQ. Haircut. Lawnmowers during the day and lawnmower at night. Yep. We're in a little bit of distress this afternoon, actually, getting a haircut. Why? Did you my get it wrong? Ha- my usual barber wasn't there, so I had to get a cut by someone else. Oh, wow. Oh, what a shame to walk in. She didn't know it, what to do. It is a bit of distress when I have to go there and I can't just sit in the chair and just think about things and I actually have to talk to the barber and tell them what I want. <laughs> so my normal barber knows how I get my hair. So, yeah, it has been quite distressful this, this evening. First world but problems. anyway, got a few morals for the weekend. So, a few winners. Good That's stuff. All that matters. Willie Barbs, where the punt? How, how's it all going with uh, all the merch? We know Tyson had a big day on the punt during the week and he's got a couple of horses that are going very well. Yeah, no, it's going good. Um, got some merch actually just sent out to him uh, yesterday. So... 
not any of his horses. Oh, Keats was involved, but um, yeah, not his other ones. I've got a few up my sleeve that I need to get out onto the website so Tyson can buy them because he does have two or three other ones going around that are actually going pretty decent. Absolutely. It's huge stuff by the boys at Racing Previews HQ. Uh, we'll just mention off the top, this Sunday we are going to a pub to watch the Hong Kong races together. A lot of you guys, regular listeners, um, have been asking me, uh, are you guys going to be doing some type of Christmas party, whatever, and this is it this Sunday. So if you are interested in coming down, having a couple of beers and watching the races, send me a DM and we'll get it organised. Let's get into the races. We go to Sandown Hillside. We absolutely love the hillside. I think the rail goes back to the true position from the midweekers. And kicking us off, we've got a bet in race three. It's a 1,400-meter benchmark 70. Um, and one of you boys is keen here. Uh, that must be me. Um, I like... If the internet works... <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the 11 girl at each way odds. It's uh, 13 bucks at the moment you can get. Um, I think Willow goes on for Johnny Allen. Uh, I think the win last night was pretty impressive. and I don't really think anything in this stands out too much. She's Dancers was backed off the map last start and won, but I don't know, Calico Jack seems like he's half cat so I don't know I think she she could be progressive and I think at the each way price she's worth a one by three play yeah absolutely it is worth noting punters this horse actually galloped at the valley last Monday um, she put up one of the fastest times I've ever seen in my time at the valley um, just watching the gallop she broke 23 for her final 400 you don't see that too often the track was pretty firm but she was ridden out and she was very impressive so I think there's a bit of upside there so Barbs, I think you're on the right train. Let's head across to race four. It's a benchmark 70 again, and it's over the mile. Arctica was scratched from the valley last week on Vets Advice. I haven't really found out what the exact reason was for it, but we know, we did find out that it hurt our turnover a lot because she was $2.50 when she came out. Uh, Nico, that's where you're heading. Yeah, I think she's a, she's a pretty classy mare, this girl. Um, obviously, the daughter of Snitzel. Um yeah, I'd I would love to know what happened in her resulting coming out last week, but that aside, I'm trusting Kieran um, if she's here that she is a hundred percent ready to go. Um, yeah, I, I think she's a stakes stakes sort of class mare on the way up. The format of last start has held up pretty solid with. Matron Bullwinkle, Shandon Burge, um, subsequent winners since, well, Matron Bullwinkle wasn't, but it ran second, uh, beating the smart Braden Star last week, so you can tie that form in with Flash Feeling, who obviously went in, had been going good at Flemington, so yeah, I think uh, $3 thereabouts is a pretty good bet. Um, yeah, nothing else really to point out, I'd... Tasman Park's pretty progressive, but I'd be pretty shocked if Arteka doesn't have its measure. Beretta's a bit of a cat. Oh, yeah, just numbers in behind after that. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we can get our, off to a winning day in, in the race four. Well, Bob, <coughs> uh, I'd be very interested to see if you're going the favourite way or not. No, I'm against him. Um, <clears throat> I'm with Tasman Park. I think... 
this horse is by Ocean Park. I think stepping up to 1,600 metres now looks ideal. Um, it's debut win was very impressive and then, then it went to Sandown last start and it beat Obstetrification um, which that horse has talent but keeps finding one better but I just think uh, it's the progressive horse on the scene and it's the right time for these progressive horses so I'm with um, the 8 Tasman Park I think you're not progressive enough for you <laughs> I think it's had a few more starts than Tasman Park I just think the four-year-old gelding might have the four-year-old mare's measure on Saturday, mate. But happy to have fair, uh, fair a, a little side bet for a couple beers on Sunday so I can watch Golden 60 and drink free piss. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I think there is one horse that could be shouting us all beers. Race five, it's a benchmark 100 over the mile. Detonator Jack is into the $1.85 favourite. This does look a race in two between Detonator Jack and Green Fly. Look, I don't have too many bets around Victoria on Saturday because most of my focus will be going into Hong Kong on Sunday. But this is one horse that I have opened the shoulders to. Um, I'm with the favourite, Detonator Jack. He was just staying at 1,400 metres last start. He got stuck in the slow lane and he did spot Greenfly a fair bit of weight. Uh, The biggest factor there was obviously he was in the slow lane while Greenfly was out in the fastest lane. Um, they both ran home really well. Greenfly was proved a little bit too good for it, but I think that outside fence probably could have been a few track ratings better than what Detonator Jack was on. They get back onto a dry surface. Detonator Jack gets a one and a half kilo swing, and it's Harry Coffee versus Matty Cart right here. Um, Harry Coffee's riding in excellent form right now, and Greenfly loses Ben Malam and gets Matthew Cart right. So. That's definitely a negative, JC. We go Johnny Allen to Harry Coffey, so I don't think that's quite as much of a negative. Um, I'm really happy to bet up here. I think he could start around the $1.65 mark. Nico, I think you're coming with me. Yeah, dead set, bet up, fill up, punters. A complete and utter fucking moral here. <laughs> um, yeah, this horse is another horse. So a little insight for what I, I try not to bet. Uh, sizing as much and as much in the sort of off season not that there's really an off season anymore but this time of year I only really want to back horses that I think are better than the grades that they're running in and have the potential to go to bigger dances than what they can test uh, on such weekend so yeah Detonator Jack's a horse who I have a massive opinion of I actually want to back him for a Caulfield Cup if I ever get a bloody market because um, I think he's in the right stable with the right platform to, to take his way to that sort of uh, that sort of race next spring. But um, for the here and now, third up, back on dry ground, up to the mile. I think he's ready to explode. Last start, he was only just beaten by Greenfly when you, got, you copped a Melon Peach and a Rusty Johnny right up the inferior. So... Uh, yeah, as Benny touched on, I think going Harry from Johnny is no real hindrance to us, but uh, Cartwright on from Mellon is definitely for the Green Fly camp. I think this is a one-horse affair. Don't worry about saving. Then uh, Jack will just win. Beautiful. Let's move straight on to race six. It is the first leg of the quaddy there at the Sandown Hillside. It's a benchmark 78, 1,400 metres for the Phillies and Mares. 
we're a couple that piqued my interest here. Um, there are a few nice horses, but Willie Barbs, you have found a bet. Uh, number eight, Belly Rich. I think uh, she was the only thing you really wanted to take out of that hypothetical race last start. Uh, she was always going to improve from her first up run to second up. And, uh, yeah, I think stepping up to 1,400 metres now looks ideal for her. I think she's better than benchmark 78 grade, and I am keen to be with her at the $6 price you can get now. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the moody horse is probably the main danger. Yep. There well, is something worth noting with Ballet Rich. She's had a jump out in between, so... For the punters out there that obviously tuned in when we had Dino on last week, that's something that he loves to see in between runs because sometimes they can flatten second up and then peg third up. So Mitch Freeman must have tuned in last week and said, oh, this is what Dino reckons I should do, so I'm going to do it. No, just, mm. just, just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I, I, do <laughs> like, I do like the fact that she's had that little jump out to take that possible flatness up second up off, off that heavy track. So... Yeah, this was a race that I found a little bit hard because I did like Ballet Rich and sort of everyone saw what Santiro did last uh, last week. So, yeah, uh, well, then you've got the two at the top. I I really wanted to be against So You Stay, saying at 1,400. I thought she had every, every possible last start and she couldn't really run past... Life, life lessons. lessons so yeah. well this is good because i i do have i know will alford isn't able to join us tonight he uh, i think he started a new, a new job so good on him there um he is against you boys and he is with so you see this is his best bet of the day on saturday at sandown it's, um it's got none let's get so, the popcorn out it's good. A bit of head-to-head going on here. I will quickly mention for the Alford fans, he is also betting in race three on Saturday, Russian Roni and No Drama. So those are his two tips for Saturday at Sandown. Race three, Russian Roni and No Drama. And then race six, So You See, was his best. He's also got some Mooney Valley tips. We'll get to that in the Friday fill-up. <clears throat> All righty. Is anyone betting in the seventh or are we straight to the eighth? I think we're straight to the eight, the fourteen hundred yep. meter benchmark eighty four. Yep. Yep. Nico, Savannah Cloud. No. No. I thought you liked her. Right, yeah. Rose. I right. am with. Um, this is another horse that we did touch on before that Ballarat race when we said all four of those horses, which were Greenfly, Detonator, Jack, Right and Rose, and other one escapes. No, no, no. In that race. race. Oh, Munamek. They were all horses that looked to be that sort of stakes. Nugget. Did you say Nugget? Group class. No, no, no. That was, I'm talking just from that Ballarat race. The four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bright Rose was always an easy horse to take a set against. First up, off the little injuries and and the heavy track. He was always going to need the run. Um... I'm not too worried that he stays at 1,400. I think that's fine. Second up, good track, where he's unbeaten on a good track. Um, yeah, I think he'll he'll explode here. I think he's very smart. And we will see a nice horse over this summer months into the bottom end, or into the start of autumn, I should say. Um, I think the logical danger is Savannah Cloud. Um 
it was it's been super its last two starts um, when the heavens obviously opened last start at the valley and it put on a very big performance but yeah oh, I'm not 100% sold I think Riot Rose is the better horse and with sort of nothing no real edge on them in the market I'm quite happy to be with Riot Rose I think he's I think he's probably going to start around that sort of three dollar fifty range. I think they could get if they want to get serious and back him. Um, when you go through it, I don't think Mac and Cheese is much of a horse, nor is he's our Bonneville. The stablemate Do Your Punk has been going okay, but in he's, he's just a wet tracker anyway. I thought, hmm. um, and the Maruses import has been said that it will definitely need the run at Sister year for a look around and can write your own ticket the rest of him in behind so yeah I think Ryan and Rose is a good horse and I think he's a lot better than this grade so he should turn up and he should be winning I think beautiful well Nico's mentioned the whole field uh, so if you're not backing Wright and Rose Barbs <laughs> you can't win apparently so are you I am with Wright and Rose oh, right. you're on a winner race, then so we, uh, yeah, that's good. Good to know. Uh, thanks, Nico. Well, I'll bank. I'll bank that one now at Nick Bet. Uh, nah, but in all seriousness, I am. I am with Ryan Rose. I think the horse is. Uh, it's probably got the most talent in the race. I think Savannah Cloud is. Yes, it's most logical danger, but second up. He's no better than this grade, though, Savannah Cloud. No, nah, you wouldn't think so. I think Ryan Rose can probably go into group class, and you go Linda to Luke. Nolan, so I think that's a Huge. positive jockey change as well. Um, Hang on, he did beat he did beat um gentleman Roy, old Savannah Cloud. Yeah, but I don't. Like, I, yeah, but I think Roy's progressed further than Savannah Cloud has now. Fair, fair, fair. Like gentleman Roy's going to a Doncaster next year. Mm. Savannah Cloud isn't. Yeah. No. Roy Roy put his hand up this spring that he was much yeah. better than. The class that Savannah Cloud. Savannah, right. Savannah Cloud's a good horse, but he's no better than eighty-four grade. Maybe yeah, love, ninety. Maybe it's love to own it. Oh, hundred percent. So it's 100%. honest. Oh yeah. But yeah, like like I said, Nico mentioned the whole field. But yes, I'm with Wright and Rose as well. So I, unless you've got a bet, Benny. No, I don't. As I said, I, think, I don't really have too many bets on the Saturday. Yeah, I think Nico touched on that race. <laughs> well, I was just clarifying for the punters out there that were like, why is Nico declare, half declaring this thing? Well, I'm telling you why. You've got to rule out the whole field. <laughs> Nothing can yeah. Just declare it. Like, you, you don't have to list list the whole 13 <laughs> All right, race nine is 1,000 metre benchmark 70. Um, this is the type of race that belongs on the last day of the Flemington Carnival because it's six dollars a field, and good luck if you are betting here, Barb's. I think you are. Yes, and would you believe it or not, the horse comes from Hong Kong. Oh wow! So it sets the tune for Sunday, hopefully. Uh, number thirteen, Pro Pice, which is actually ex-Australian uh, horse. I love myself. For anyone that remembers that. Oh, yeah, I remember this thing. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone absolutely... It's gone to Hong Kong, and it just... All reports, it just didn't settle into the environment. It's come itself. back. And, yeah, exactly. It's come back, and hopefully it can go back to loving itself. It gets Willow, and it's gone to the Ural stable, so... I four, think... starts, four starts back, it was beaten six by Wellington in a class three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it just... It in Hong Kong didn't get on. It didn't settle into the environment. Our times have changed. 
This it's season, a benchmark seventy in Wellington's second favourite for a group one. <laughs> <laughs> Should be favourite. Um, yeah, it opened twenty sixes and get sixteens at the moment, but I don't think that'll back it if you go through and look at its form. But yeah, I'm gonna have a one by three bet on it. Um, just off the fact that it, the horse has talent, it just didn't like its environment in Hong Kong. Off in the way. Uh, all right, that's all we got for Sandown. Shall we head across up north to Sydney firstly? Nico, you and I are playing in race five, the English Nursery, 1,000 metres. There's been a lot said about this debutante, number eight, Facile. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Gerald yep. Ryan and Sterling Alexiou for Brenton Avdala has trialled awesome, uh, made Platinum Jubilee look second rate, really. She obviously was a very smart debut winner, and she has trialled the house down in her next trial. Um, but this horse does look well above average. Um, it is a daughter of Trapeze Artist. That horse was a freak on its day. I think it won a TJ and an All-Aged. Um, and the spruik on this horse... Is huge. I mean, I mean, you've seen a couple of the things that I've posted just about, what are they saying? The best horse since Schnitzel that they've had. Best horse since Schnitzel. Yeah. Um, best two-year-old. If, so, if, if this yeah. thing's half as good as Schnitzel, it'll piss in. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the market does because I think there has been a lot of damage already done. It's into $2.10. I think it was $3 at one stage in the all-in markets. Um, but if this thing keeps firming, then wow, they must have a think, huge I don't think it. she has to even be a superstar to beat this lot. Like, she's not up against much. Blank de Blanc was the thing that J-Mac went to Newcastle to ride and it mm. fell in. And it's drawn it, cast. And it's drawn horrible. This Disneck, <clears throat> it's coming back in trip, and it won against some uh, some average sort of ones in behind it. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty happy to be with what about the other this... ten in the field, Nico. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> We're trying to keep this short and sharp. Says you, Fasil. Um, uh, I would advise punters if you haven't already backed it for the slipper, back it. I think I still think twenty six dollars. Currently, you might be able to shop better. Um, that's probably still overs because once it comes out and wins on Saturday, it'll probably go into something stupid like eleven dollars. But if you're trying to build a green book, this is the best way to do it. You only have one chance to back these horses, and it's usually before they debut or win. So, yeah, I think this horse uh, will win, and just has to bring its trial form to race day form and uh, yeah the daughter of trapeze artist will be too good yeah, let's too hope good. Um, just just one thing for the punters a lot of people are probably looking at these two year olds and going straight to races like the magic millions and looking at markets like that there are horses that are sold out of the magic millions and horses that are sold out of English so like they can't qualify for both so that's that's the reason why a horse like Fasil, you won't actually see it in betting for the two-year-old Magic Millions because it is an English horse and vice versa. So um, a question, I don't know the answer to this, probably should have said something to you off-air. So yeah. a horse that's bought at Magic Millions can race, obviously, in the Magic Millions and can race in, like, the slipper and all stuff like that. So yeah. if you're a Magic Millions horse, you just can't run in, like, any English purpose yeah, can't run in that race. English the English Millennium. Race or, yeah, that the thing. English, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. the same thing. So the English horses obviously can't run in the millions, but they can yeah. run in 
and vice versa. So, yeah, like, yeah, so you'll see a lot of good two-year-olds. So Platinum Jubilee and what's the other one? Empire of Japan, they're both Magic Millions, so they'll be going to the Magic Millions. Some of the other spooky two-year-olds that we've seen will have to go to the English Millennium, then into the Slipper. Or whatever, if they yeah, want to go to a blue diamond, diamond, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They shouldn't go to the diamond. They're running for second anyway. Yeah, King's Gambit will be heading to the diamond. So give us a market, please. Please, no, no. tab. Too late. It's too late, but the, the it's already debuted. They won't give us a price. Yeah, but if they I give us care. six I'll bucks... I will be betting. If they give us five bucks... Give us, they might give reckon. us five bucks. They might give us five bucks, and that could still be overs. If they give us five bucks, I'm taking my Christmas money out and <laughs> All right, the next horse we want to talk about, Nico. His name is Nugget. He's entered for the Ingham, and this should be against he's the rules. Not but he's not run. He's not even going to get a run in his own race. Nugget is not going to get a run in the Ingham. Um, it's a disaster. It is an absolute P- disaster. PVL Second will change the rules when it doesn't suit. Yeah, for what it's worth, I think he's a great bet in the Ingham if he does get in. Uh we do have him in as the first leg of a couple multis, so we're really wanting him to get in. But if he doesn't, the consolation prize is race nine. It's a it's a mile. It's a, it's a benchmark 88. Zach Lloyd takes two kilos off. He draws barrier one, so it gets him with 61. And Nico, tell us why he's going to win. Oh, it's just simply better than this great. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's any real issue, the weight. I know a few people... Are comparing this to Wahaha Falls when it had to go to the benchmark race, but I think it's completely different. Wahaha Falls had to carry a couple more kilos than what this fellow has to. Zach Lloyd's claim gets to 61. When you look at relative weights, there's Mahagoni at 54, Irish Legend at 55, and then everything else is relative to... Nugget. It's a compressed weight scale. Yeah, it's a compressed weight scale. So I don't think it's going to be any issue. Jamie Lovett was out on RSN or SEN today, one of the two, I can't quite remember, quoting that he was saying that he's that he's not going to back the horse. He's happy to back it in the Ingham, but not back it in the benchmark race. Well, I don't think he's much of a punter's pal. I don't think he's ever tipped the punters <laughs> in the right direction anyway. So I, I think personally he's trying to get a price. Yeah, well, like it is dollar. worth noting he's a dollar ninety in one and three dollars thirty in the other. So some people just don't like taking odds on as well. That's okay. Don't well, any price a winner, you fucks. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I don't think it'll matter. Just just back, just back him here. So uh, back I've, I've backed. I've backed. Win one of them. Well, yeah, I don't. He's just simply not going to get a run, but just get it through yet. Yeah, I know. Wallace yeah, still could. All right, let's just talk about Wall, Wallace still could scratch. There's Long Villas has drawn twenty four. Long Villas won't scratch. Wallace hates a wide draw. He hates it. I don't know, but I don't think there's any other races for him. That's that's the caveat to that. These trucks. They were saying the track plays fair when it's in this rail position and good ground. They'll come yeah. down those lanes. They're down the swooping. Yeah. It'll be the place you want to be. Oh, there's some serious numbers in the nugget. Like, Huetor's literally going around for a barrier trial, and then he's going back out for a spell. If Nugget's not there, it's an absolute raffle, isn't it? Well, yeah. There's so many horses that could win it. It's just not a race. It's not a race you want to bet into. Like, Sunshine Rising's there again, and you'd think be fit a second up, but it's just drawn in freaking Newcastle. Dajaram was good last start. If, if if Rachel King sends it forward, it's a chance. Yeah, but there's so many horses that there's genuinely two of them. 
Yeah. Like brutality. Drops the oh, 54 don't kilos. Even mention, let's, let's move on. Surprise, Benny. I don't want to talk about brutality. A tissue coming back from the good, from the heavy tracks. Like, yeah. A tissue. Just they a find f- out. They find out she's a two thousand meter horse. What do they do? Send her back to sixteen hundred. <laughs> Why? Why? Because the money's there. Anyway. Anyway. So the better the the play of the day at Randwick is just have a little multi punters. If you can have an individual, have an individual, but little little all up for Sill into Nugget in the benchmark race. Yep, beautiful. I am going to bet in the last race. I think this really? democracy yes. manifest. Uh, talk about horses. I'm done with. Can be winning here, and Nash is going to send him forward. He's going to be a lot more positive out of the gates, and I think he will have him cooked here. We talk about compressed weight scales. Yes, he does have to carry the 60 here, but I think the minimum here is 55, so that's oh, it's 54 and a half. Hardly that bigger spread in the weights. This horse has ran the fastest last 200 in his last three races. He's also ran the fastest last 600 of the race in his last three races. He's been absolutely charging home. The horse is flying, um, and now he draws barrier seven. I think he can position a little bit more handy, and I think this is actually a weaker race than the one he faced last start overall, and I'm happy to bet around the $3.60 mark. Yep. I think you'll end up coming with me. I'll be oh, coming. Yeah. Chocolate and Chinese meal before Hong Kong on Sunday. <laughs> I've been with him everybody start this preparation, but... I know, just he has been a little bit hateful. costly. Becoming hateful. He's just trying. been getting in really bad positions. I think his barriers um, haven't, helped. haven't helped either. But, yeah, but what's, to say, what's to say riding him forward is going to help him? This way. Takes bad luck out of the equation if he's because, not good enough. Yeah, but the horse hasn't been ridden forward ever. He's Yeah, he's been, no, he has been further forward than he has. He's, he's won sitting second before. He's won sitting fourth before. He doesn't have to get back to 10th of 13. I reckon he'll be a good bet. All right. Let's head across to the west. Um, let me just quickly check. What are we doing rail-wise? We've obviously raced at Ascot a couple weeks in a row now. It's only out one meter. Good four. Usually good weather over there as well. Uh, Nico, are you race three? Um, oh, it is worth mentioning the horse that Jamie is riding. I think it's only a second... She's got two two rides for the day. No, race oh, sorry. two. Race sorry, two Bubs. Bubs, you're in race one. Nah, skip it. I would have interrupted it? you. Yeah, it's all right. No. Oh, we'll skip you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rent back through again. No, ignore that. Skip it. All right. Where are we starting off then? No, I just want to mention, I'm not tipping it, but the second race, the horse that Jamie Carr's on, Azia, yep. comes out of that very good form race last start. Was just nosed out by... Santa Toro and all the King's men. Yeah, right. It was the second. She only had two rides on the day. Well, this was the only ride that she had on the day, sorry, because Valana was scratched. This was the $26 shot that she rode very good. Yeah. Um, gets a good barrier, goes forward. Um, yeah, that's her only other ride for the day outside of Special K. So it's worth noting that. Give him strength, punters. Give him absolute strength. All right, yeah. the Drum and Golf Handicap. Benchmark 72 plus over 1,600 metres. We see a very smart horse, a very smart mare by the name of Alzfina at Woolly Pike Sticks, $2.80. Comes up against another one, though. Um, this above the peg. 
started $2.20 favorite, so a massive SP in a stronger race than this in a 78. I would do imagine that you boys are sticking with El Safina, but it is a decent little race. Yeah, it is a decent little race, uh, but I'll be sticking with my girlfriend over above the peg, especially yeah, our Gabriel. girlfriend. Yeah, well, I introduced you to Sharing's her, mate. Sharing's caring. <laughs> well, Sharing's caring. <laughs> I introduced her to you. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, anyway, we're unfortunately getting our five bucks that we got two weeks ago when we backed her, but I think she'll just win. Uh, good old Willie can put her wherever he wants, I reckon, from seven, and I think she'll just she'll power away from him. Um, yeah, above the peg's probably the danger, and then outside of that, there's nothing really else. Yeah. In the race that is worth even mentioning, I think those two will come away from him, and I reckon Alpha Cena will probably win. Huge. Yep. I agree. All the above. All right, let's move on to race eight. It is the what are they calling this now? I think was this the Ted Van Heaps or was this was this another race that they've just renamed the the, the Towton Cup? I'm not 100 percent sure, but it is race eight. It's 2200 meters and it is one of the main lead ups to the Perth Cup. The favorite is number five Alaskan God. Obviously, we saw him go around as favorite second up in the railway stakes. He did disappoint there. Um, there's no two ways about it. But I thought last start in the Northerly Stakes, he was a lot, lot better. The sectionals will tell us that. The visuals will tell us that. He ran the third fastest uh, final 200 of the race, um, and he came home in some really good splits. He ran 33.82, 22.32, and then 11.24 for his final 200 metres. I think he's primed up to 200 metres, up another 400 metres, up to 2,200. He has drawn out in 11, so he will be spotting them a start, but Number 12, Pure Devotion. I don't think she's any good. Number three, Nerf Bosk. He ran well last week, but this is different gravy now, tackling Alaskan God. Look, the favourite will have to give him a big start, and you know it might be a little bit hard and mouth, but I think he is the, the most likely winner. I think $4 in the Perth Cup is a bit of a gift. I think, I think he's just better than him. And out to 2,400 metres, he'll be extremely hard to beat. I don't know how much $4 is available anyway. He's... It's about three thirty, I think. I yeah. today. I'm going to go um, bet three six five right now. Perth Cup, oh, all in four dollars. That's why that's the goat. <laughs> um, yeah, Alaskan God absolutely charged late in the northerly. He got just kept getting shuffled back, shuffled back, shuffled back, and then flew late. Looking for, been looking for two thousand for a while, but twenty two hundred perfect. I don't think there's a danger in this race, is there? Just the barrier, just bad luck. I think that's the only danger. I don't think it'll matter. It's a stayer. It's been looking for ground all prep. I think he can take him back, take off of the 600, and he'll just round him up, come around the bend, and it'll be see you later. Yep. Hard to... I think he's probably one of the better bets going Hard around on Saturday. Hard to argue. Nico, are you with us? Yeah, absolutely, yep. All things Huge. said. Probably the way I, I might play it, just depending on how the day goes. I'll prob- I will probably have a decent bet him, and then I'm going to play him into a couple in the next. Yep. All right, let's move straight on to the next. 
It is the Tab Touch Gold Rush, 1,400 metres. It's a Group 3, and it is now worth a mil and a half. Uh, they're just about joint favourites now at the top. Number 2, Valana, and number 14, Kiss on all four cheeks. Obviously, two very progressive horses. Number 1, Kementari's next, $7.50. Elite Street, can he run 1,400 metres out struggling? I'm not really sure. Nine, $9 for him. The astrologist probably has the same query, $13. This will test you the same, $14. So lots of sprinters coming through here. Resort Man, $15. He's better suited at weight for ages than last start. Uh, number 7, Red Care Man, $16. And then number 16, Carly's coming at 21s and longer. The rest, well, on close friends, we've had two really... He's got to be steamed here late. Who? You, you, Special you K. First. Yeah. I just want to mention that self-trumpet. We're on Kevin Tarr at $21. And Kiss on All Four Cheeks at $26. We probably should have had a bit more on Kiss on All, all Four Cheeks, but at the you time, know, we, you know, you know we how this really goes sure. of late. Oh, I don't want to be that guy, but. Don't be that guy, because they're the two <laughs> I, I didn't take those prices that Benny yeah. put up. I, I miss it, unfortunately. But they're the two I found in this race. Yeah, same. Yeah. So Kevin Tarry, he's won this race twice, I believe. Yeah, so this used to be the Shalaki Stakes or whatever it yeah. was. He beat celebrity, celebrity Queen one year. That was um, gross. It's not it was. <laughs> when but, he had one for a thousand and eight days. <sighs> his yeah, form, he ha- his overall fun. form is actually outstanding. Like he ran third so in, in the winner's stakes. Yeah, imagine imagine saying honest about Kamintari in the same sentence a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely wouldn't have thought that, but this preparation, he's absolutely flying. He's been running in the A grade the whole time. He's been running against the Everest horses. He ran seventh in the Everest. He ran third in the winners. He ran fourth in the Premier and fifth in the Feo Marks. He hadn't been beaten far in any of them. I think it's just a little question about the map from 11, but he's probably my on-top selection. What, what else yes. do you guys think about the race? No, I agree. I had him on top. He's He's been set for this for a while. Since he ran third to Private Eye, he's been set for this. They've had him over there for a while. He likes going to Perth. Cummings like sending him to Perth. I think the 21s you've got, unbelievable. I still think $8 is overs. I think he's the better Blue Jackets chance in the race. Yeah, right. Again... Um, Paul Valana, I, I, I love him as a horse, but I'm, I'm penning him again. It's got to be a massive query, doesn't it? Oh, What's happened during the week? It's hard enough to win in a preparation after one setback, let alone two. So what has he got, a cyst or something on his foot? Yeah, it's a, like a foot abscess, they think. Is, yeah, it, okay. is it related to the scratches he had on no, his leg when he was... No. No? No, it's completely new. No, so what they were saying today is the... Farrier took his shoe, they took the shoe off, they treated it like a foot abscess, then it went down and they had re-shot uh, re- him, <laughs> and, um, and apparently he's he's been okay since, but still, there's, there's okay since, and there's actually going when asked yeah. in a, in a under-race pressure, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think that... All reports is special case flying, and uh, yeah, I want to be with him. I think he even had a little trip out to his little place. Him and the Palali and Kementari farm, a little secret place where they go. <laughs> when they go visit with... the kangaroos and the emus. 
The other thing with Valana now is this an afterthought. Was the winter bottom the target, and now this is the afterthought? I think this was always the target. I like I was pretty bold in saying what I said in the winter bottom that I thought it was a barrier trial for this race. He's not a twelve hundred meter horse. Yeah, I agree with that. This is his absolute sweet spot. So this is the race that he's going to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just don't really want to be with him off the off the setup. Like if he's good enough, I like the horse, but trying to take the emotion out of my betting of late which is something that I'm trying to work on and yeah I don't think uh, I, I, don't, I can't be with him if he beats me uh, coming off that well yeah maybe he's a superstar but let's talk about the mare then kiss on all four <clears throat> cheeks she was back to 1200 metres and she ran an absolute bottler in the winter bottom um, she was actually steamed in the betting late there I think she was into $12 I was a little bit surprised about the move I thought no she's not a 1200 metre horse but she surprised me with how well she ran. She got back a long way. She got the perfect slingshot into the race. And Paul Ailey only just beat her. Um, she now gets to her right trip, 1,400 metres. She gets a good track and she gets a good draw, I think, barrier seven. Uh, Will Barbs, tell us why she can win. Well, that was a difference last night, wasn't it? The good ground? Yeah, Like absolutely. Go back to... They, they sent her here and she won first up on a good three. And then, since then, you go back through her form and she copped a heavy nine, soft five, soft six, soft seven, soft six, soft seven. She just, she hates wet ground. She mm. just hates it. She got onto good good ground. Like I said, they backed her late. I gave her none in that race. I didn't think 1,200 would suit. She was 1,600 then, back to 12. It's just it yeah, was weird. It didn't make sense. And then they were backing her and it took all of Ben Mellon's urgings to get Pulele to get his nose in front of her. On the line, I think. What a little, what a little cheap I think she's she's probably well. She's the biggest danger to Kamantara, if not uh, the other way around. If not, she's the the, the best winning chance in the race, and Kamantara is the biggest danger. I don't know how I'm going to play it yet, but I'm playing both of them in some some form. Um, you two know me pretty well, so most likely to be in a double form. But yeah, they're they're the two I want to win big off from this race. I think, I think they're the two to take out of it. Huge. All right, the last race is what is it? It is a fourteen hundred meter seventy eight plus number fourteen. The Velvet Queen is a horse that has riddled us a little bit, but there's no denying that she does have a fair bit of talent, and I'll I'm very interested to see if you're backing her. Um, or there is another horse, Billy Ain't Silly. We know she explodes second up. If my if I'm a betting man, and I am, that's who I'm tipping you on, Barb's. Yeah, let's go with Billy. Um, the Velvet Queen rewarded the faithful punters last start. <laughs> I wasn't one of them. I gave up on her. Um, $4.60. Because you've got some sense. I gave up on her, and I don't even regret giving up on her because I didn't even know she was going around because... I uh, divorced her after last prep. Um, but yeah, like I said last time I was on the pod with you boys, keep an eye on him first up. He'll run well and then he'll fold in the last hundred, but back him second up. And he's second up now. Gets Lacta. He's drawn oh, one. Oh. And he's going to go straight to the front. The Velvet Queen's drawn three. She's got absolutely no early speed. She could be boxed away on the fence or just in a horrible position at the back of the field. And that's probably his only danger. I 
have I took the opening price uh, which was 650 you can still get that now but yeah I'm, I'm with Billy you couldn't have drawn any better old Billy yeah, not Billy Ray Billy ain't see there's two Billys here what's happened to Sam's dad this horse used to be a group one sort of talent like almost group one level and now Huge the wheels the wheels have just completely fallen off I'm not sure what's happened to him but yeah just age not, yeah, not good to see age no. gets to a sore doesn't it all right, yeah, it is that it for Australia on Saturday? Do we get to the real racing now? Yes, please. All right, let's go north of our shores up to Hong Kong. It is Hong Kong International Races Day. It is my favourite day on the calendar. Um, look, I know there are there are days at Royal Ascot or Japan where there may be some higher-rated horses, but as a whole, this is a 10-race program, good horses everywhere, four group ones. You've got the Sprint, the Mile, the Cup, the Vars, the information to punters in Hong Kong is absolutely second to none. There's lots of Aussies over there, so we can relate. I get so excited for this day, so let's crack straight into it. Race two is a class four, 1,200-meter event. Will Barbs, I, I think you have a bet here. I'm not sure what it is. Um, with the debutante, um, no uh, guesses to who's riding it. Zach Purton, Frankie, ZP. Uh Number eight, nice to be met. Um it's from Adelaide. Uh, it's obviously unraced, but it's tri- trialed nice over there, and it won its last trial pretty nicely in Honkers as well. Um, obviously, like last time when we spoke about Hong Kong in here, there's no prices out for a lot of these races yet, um, but I am keen to be with the eight on debut in race two. Beautiful. Sounds good. I might have to come with you. Uh, there's still a couple of things I, I need to do uh, in terms of form, but let's go to race three. This is a class three event. It's over 1,200 meters. And number four is a last start winner. Victor the winner is his name. And I thought his win last start was really impressive. Um, let's just go to the punting form at the moment. He ran to the 600. He ran minus 4.8, and then he came home minus 3.6 for an overall figure of 8.4 so those are just awesome splits it was obviously an incredibly good ride by james mcdonald um he was able to get the better of golden express he obviously had the map advantage there look he's drawn out an 11 here but he keeps j mac i think he's going to go straight to the front and it's a definitely advantage him over 1200 meters i think he's really smart his second ever performance he had massive excuses so just Pen that run, look to his first run and his third run. I think he's a very, very smart horse for Danny Shum. Um, there are two horses. Is it two? Sinba is a horse that Aussies would know. He makes his Hong Kong debut here for Jamie Richards. He might need a little bit further than 1,200 metres, but he's, he's one to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, over 1,200 metres, I think Victor the winner is our horse. Lord Thunder drifted like the wind last start and... Didn't do anything. He got real stirred up. But number four, Draw. very keen. Lord Thunder draws much better mm. on Sunday. Um, there's two other Oz debutantes uh, in this race as well. Wonder Kit used to be Ali Borg um, from the Gold Coast. And then Goku Win was uh, Al. He's All Mingo. Um, also from uh, Queensland, but yeah, I'm with you, Victor the winner. If 
it opens two dollars i'm opening the shoulders huge absolutely huge all right race four it is the first of the group ones it's the hong kong vase over 2400 meters there is a horse going for his third vase not in a row but his third vase he is the japanese horse number three glory vase he gets joe Moreira on board uh this is joe's final day of racing in hong kong so it's going to be a, a bit of an emotional day for those who absolutely adore the magic man including myself um We've got a bit of $26 about Stone Age, the bottom weight, and he's he's actually fighting for favoritism now. So we've done well there. But I don't know. I think Glory Vars just grows a leg. I don't think his Japanese form has been quite as strong this time in as it has been in previous years, but gets Joe back. This is his favorite track and trip. Gets dry ground. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, I agree. This is probably the race that least interests me in the group ones but i agree i think i mentioned on the review pod that i was with glory vast uh in futures markets and nothing's changed um i think i think he will win um and i think joe can go out a group one winner on his last day in hong kong yep Obviously, for the group ones, we do have a market. Um, so, Bet365 has Glory Vars, $3, Stone Age, $3.50, Win Maryland, $5, and Senior Tobo, 11s. I probably still need to watch a few more replays of Win Maryland and do a bit more form. Um, it's the other real smart Japanese horse in the race. Senior Toba, are we just giving him none? I don't I don't think he's really up to the f- top t- couple in betting. The field's come up a lot stronger than I thought it would, to be yeah. fair. So, yeah. And I think he's pretty short isn't he he's under double figures last time like, no he's oh. not anymore he's drifted back out to yeah, 11 okay. so still not enough you'd want 20s i think yeah yeah i kind of agree with that race five it is the hong kong sprint uh lucky swainess is our favorite he's into two dollars 75 after drawing barrier three i think he did today yes that is correct wellington he's coming off a little bit of a flop but he did have excuses he's three dollars 75 then you're out to a few japanese horses gendami uh mikhe yao nines 11s and then naran huleg 13s and resistencia 15s no stranger to hong kong i think she ran last year she might have run second which way are you going uh i'm with ryan moore and wellington mm. considering alexi i don't don't think he got booted i think he got injured or something yeah but dislocated shoulder yeah i like the jockey change um I think drawing 10 is probably better for him as well. He drew inside and he jumped so well. And then he got snagged back, over-raced. He just had so many excuses last start. Um, you just, you can't... Look, Lucky Strayness is the one on the up and he's the main danger. I'm seeing this race as a two-horse race, but I'm with Wellington. Um, yeah. I've got... Uh, that dub, couple doubles and trebles going with both of them, but Wellington is my larger result. And yeah, for the sake of a tip, I'm with Wellington. I think he gets a good jockey change. I like him drawing out a bit more. Um, and they're at level playing field now with the weight, so hmm. I think you got to give uh, forgive a very good Group One winning sprinter in Hong Kong. I forgive after last start. I've been torn on this race for a couple of days now. Um, there are positives and negatives of both of them. 
as you said, Wellington carried 61 kilos and beat Lucky Swainass first up. Lucky Swainass half missed the start, had to do a lot of work. Then last start, the luck flipped on its head. Lucky Swainess went back in the field, but he did have a clean run while Wellington probably jumped too well for his own good and he got really keen up on the bit. He also pulled up lame. So it's a hard one. Um, obviously, Wellington's gone from carrying five kilos more to him to now level weights. They're both on the 57. But I do think the market has it right at the moment. I think Lucky Swainess is the deserved favorite just because he's probably more of the safer option right now just in terms of especially the map last start we had Kirpany and computer patch they're two mad leaders they set the tempo this time around they don't make the field they're not good enough um so there's no real designated leader i think some of the japanese might go forward but i don't think the tempo is going to be quite as frantic as some people think and lucky swain has drawn barrier three zach is just going to get the absolute pr while Wellington might need a little bit more luck with a new jockey on for the first time. So if I had to mark him, I, th- I think well, uh, I think Lucky Swainess does deserve to be the favourite. But as you mentioned, Barbs, we do have doubles running through them both. So yep. I wouldn't be mad to see Wellington win at all. But for the sake of a tip, Lucky Swainess on top for me. Head to head in the tips, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But no, well, I agree with everything you said. Like, he's drawn perfect. Uh, Zach can lead if he wants to. He can. I think sorely one of the Japanese. I think, is it Damien Lanes or there might be someone else's? I think one of them will go forward. But yeah, yeah. I just think Lucky Swainess will look the winner for a long, long way. What what price is Limbs Kosciuszko? Have you still got the market up? 50s. 50s, yeah, okay. Makes sense. Interesting yeah. runner, though. Coming Interesting runner. But a lot but, of, like, I had someone actually message me saying, I'm going to back Limbs Kosciuszko. And like, it's I think not, it's racing in different class. People don't realise that the Singapore Group 1s aren't actually Group 1s. No. They're, they're not actually world-recognised Group 1s. So, Lim's like Kosciuszko, like, could dead set be going around in benchmark 90 listed races in Australia? Like, that's the quality of horse he's up against. Look at that pretender yeah, from but it's Cliff, like a- Look at the pretender from Cliff Brown's table. What's his name? Um... <laughs> the Inferno. Yeah. He's a he's a multiple group one winner in Singapore. He's a dead set bloody <laughs> benchmarks well, six. Golden seven, Golden years. Monkey started two dollar thirty favourite in a group one over in Singapore and it was just an it was in a progressive horse over here, but he hadn't done anything. No. Yeah. No, nah, so, well you, you could send one of our benchmark seventy eight sprinters over there and win a group one with it. Yeah. The thing that they sent to um Dubai that sprinted well. He's a bolter. Yeah, that'd go over there and win a group one. Yeah, yeah. Our, group, our, our sprinting ranks are very strong. People don't really realise that enough. Anyway, race six. Best in the world, Nico. A class three yes, sir. over 1,800 metres. And we have a very smart horse going around here. His name is Sweet Encounter, number three. He steps up to the 1,800 metres for the first time, and he does have to carry the 60 kilos, staying in class three company. But he draws Barry two for Zach Purton. And he's going to get a very sweet run, uh, no pun intended. Do you think what price do we think he's going to open up in the red? Isn't he? Dollar sixty, dollar seventy. Yeah. I think Can you see him being beaten? I can't. I don't think they beat him. Yeah. I think he stayed. He, he's he ran second over fourteen hundred meters two back, and I just think he stayed at fourteen hundred meters too long. Yeah. He got up to sixteen hundred last night and he belted him. 
I think he opened like 210, 220, and they just relentlessly backed him. It was the easiest win of the day. Yeah. It was the easiest watch of the day as well. It was by yeah. far, it was just the market knew. And I think that I don't, oh, if we get a dollar seventy, dollar eighty, yeah, it's probably. Are you, you're not the type to really back him at that price though, are you? More more in the in the market. I'll play doubles. I'll play yeah. doubles, yeah. Yeah. Um, it depends. Depends how we go on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it really fair, does. But I am probably um I'll, I've tipped a few things on Saturday, but I'm not there's got nothing on Saturday that I'm opening the shoulders at. It's I'm saving for uh Hong Kong. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, I think you can back Victor into him into something else that we'll get to later and I don't think those three will lose and I think you'll fill your, fill your boots up yep well if Detonator Jack wins on Saturday then I might have to back Golden 60 number one in race seven it is the Hong Kong mile he's looking to become only the second horse to win three Hong Kong miles in a row Good Baba was the other one uh, in the mid 2000s as I mentioned off the top of the podcast look I've made no mistake this is my favourite horse he's a dollar sixty one here I think he's going to start a lot shorter than that California Spangles on the second line at 450, and then you got the Japanese Chanel Meister 950, Salios 17 dollars, Beauty Joy. Can you relax? Maybe not 26 dollars. Play at the place. Um, I think they've both drawn really well. California Spangle couldn't have drawn better in two, and Golden 60. I think four gives Vincent Ho the option not to drag himself too too far back. I think he can sit midfield with cover, and if he does that. I think it's game over. He can sit one out, one back, honey. He? He's actually got gate speed. Yeah. He just ju- he usually jumps with them, and he just gets dragged back. Yeah. Like, it's just he just wins. There's no. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna be sitting back in the pub just watching this horse just go bang straight past them all again. I don't think I don't think there's anything Zach can do on Spangle no. to beat him. Because he's now fit, got he's now been set for this race. He wasn't there to go first up. He still got past him, and Zach crawled. And like we mentioned, Zach's crawled every time on Spangle since he's got out over to sixteen hundred or more. Yeah, yeah. So I don't reckon he runs a strong sixteen hundred meters. I don't think he gets a soft lead. See, th- this is something you probably won't hear on any other podcast than racing previews that California Spangle doesn't run a strong sixteen hundred meters. But when you actually dive and look into the form and see how slow Zach has gone on him, you might actually be right. He might actually be better at 1,400. Like, I think no, I think he's still very good at 16. Yeah. But he's not good enough to beat 60 at 16. Yeah. He and was... Surely the Japanese put a bit more pressure on him for the lead here. He will not get a soft lead here. Absolutely not. There's no way. Hmm. They, they, they won't hand it to him. And even if they do, if they crawl, who's got the best turn of foot in the race? The horse that's going to go straight past them regardless of how fast they go, how slow they go. Yeah. I don't think... The, th- the thing with Golden 60 is he doesn't have like three lengths on him. He's probably only got a length and a half on them. Maybe two absolute tops. He's got a big heart. But he just finds a way to get himself out of trouble. And even the times where he's had like a bit of bad luck back in the field, he's just got that instant acceleration that he can just take a gap and explode with that final 200. Yeah. Um, what did he run his last 200 in? Something ridiculous. Like, he ran his last last 400, last 400 in, like, 21, 21 seconds. Three. Yeah. 21 three or something. Like, you just, you just 
don't first up that. at eighty percent fit. Like, come on. Yeah. What's yeah, beating so. him? Laws of Indice, please. Yeah. Well, it is worth notice. It is worth mentioning yeah. that Laws of Indice goes over for J Mac. Um, we wish him all the best. Maybe run a nice third. But yeah, it's got none. It's not. It's I not might. Have, I might have something to place. Yeah. yeah. Well, for your punting form, for the punters, narrative, he's actually got the highest punting form performance because just because he's come through some of those ridiculously fast run um, handicaps the two I honestly I honestly think cut. he's a chance to run a place in a fast run yeah you can run a place good track Maybe. yeah J-Mac on apparently he's flying J-Mac gave him really good report we yeah. seem to be flying when he was here anyway he just doesn't yeah. like wet tracks yeah yeah now, what um thoughts on Beauty Joy Ben I like the fact that he's come back to 1,600. I still don't think it'll That's matter. a positive, but it's, it's not going to matter. He's not good enough. Um, what is he it? He is gets, he gets Hugh enough. Bowman first time, I think. He is good enough if he drops his head and doesn't be an idiot. He's good enough to place. He's not good enough to yeah. win. Oh, he's not good enough to beat Golden 60, but he's he, if the penny drops all of a sudden, which he hasn't shown at all that it's going to drop, he could be good enough to run second. Potentially. Possibly, but I... No, not for I'm me. hard against again, though. I'm laying, if you could, um, lay the place. Yeah. Um, it is just worth mentioning, I forgot to say it off the top, just with the tracks in Hong Kong, it is always worth checking the weather app because we know their track ratings can be very, Question. very sketchy. Um, but I, I have checked the weather app. It, it's a little bit cooler for this time of year in Hong Kong. It's about 20 degrees, but there is no rain, so it'll just be a normal good track. Should play fair. Um, no Zach Purton mentioned it's actually really cold there at the moment. Usually, usually it's you know thirty degrees, twenty five plus at this time of year. But it is a little bit cooler. But that shouldn't really have any impact on the racing. Um, yeah, good track, no rain. That's the main thing we wanted to see. All right, race eight. It's the last of the four Group Ones. It is the Hong Kong Cup. It's worth thirty four million. Um, Hong Kong dollars. I'm not sure what that is. Can someone get a calculator or something what out? It? It's 34 million. Hong Kong. It is It is the richest of the four races. I think the others are 30 and less. But it could be one of the more exciting ones as well because Romantic Warrior is the local. He's the favorite at $3. He's done nothing wrong. He's only lost once in his career, I believe. It was when he had no luck behind California Spangle. Jack Dior, 433. Uh, Panthalassa 550 down on the kid 850 Lay Papale 10s then you're out to Torbjorn Diamond 17s and longer the rest do we work out what the prize one is? yeah six and, just under 6.5 mil Australian yeah, huge huge massive so the spark's going to be absolutely flying here because there is a horse that knows only one way his name is Panthalassa there at the top of the page the top weight um I don't know if anyone saw this horse last start. I did tip him on close friends at, I think it was twenty-one dollars, and he could you could have got about five dollars a place. Stiff. He was in, he so was in front by about fifteen lengths, and it just happened to be that he's bumped into the next champion of Japan racing. His name is Equinox, who came over the top and beat him. But he's gonna be he's gonna go straight to the front again. It could be shades of Asian Hikari. He's gonna be in front, and he's gonna be in front by a fair margin I think it's just going to be survival of the fittest um, and we're going to get we're really going to get to know how good this romantic warrior yeah. really is just who are you backing I'm with 
again, I'll show my hand. I've got Romantic Warrior and Jackdaw as last legs of a double yep. and last legs of a treble. Um, I will be saving on the horse that is probably going to be 15 lengths in front with about oh, you know, 600 to go. It's going to go fast, but I think finally Romantic Warrior will see a fast run race and I think we'll see him explode. Yeah. Well, he saw a decently fast run race last start, but this will be another level again. This will be another level again and he'll be fitter. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. He's got the best jockey in the world on. I don't know if J-Mac will actually let... I can't pronounce the horse. So I'm just going to say J-Mac's going to let the leader get that far in front. Panther I Lassa. think... I, th- I think he's got to beat a smart one in Jack Daw, but yeah, I'm with Romantic Warrior. This is how I, I see the race kind of panning out. I think Panther Lassa goes to the front, goes a long way in front. I think uh, Yatuka Take on Jack Daw is doesn't want to let him too far out of his sights. So I think there's a, there's a, a very real scenario where the three Jack Daw sits a little bit too close to the to a frantic tempo because the jockey's worried that he won't get past it like he did he didn't get past it. Jack Daw actually didn't get past Panther Lassa last start when Panther Lassa led at that really brutal tempo. Mm. I think J Mac just has to bide his time and be patient. Like you've got Panther Lassa that's going to be you got you've got Panther Lassa that's going to be ten lengths in front. He's going to stop at one stage. I think you've just got to trust your instinct, and I think he'll get the pace right. And I can't back anything else in the race than Romantic Warrior because he's my second favorite horse in the world right now, and Golden Six is my favorite. How good is he? I love him as well. I think yeah. Eric Eric's going to roll forward as well. There's, there's going to be a lot of speed. I think there's going to be plenty of horses J-Mac can just sit on the back of be patient, be patient, and then just take him out at the right time. Yeah. We we saw last start for a horse that is suited best over two thousand meters. He's got a very good turn of foot. Yeah, hundred percent. And we you don't see horses in Hong Kong resume over two thousand meters. Never. This is a definite set play by the trainer, um, Danny Shum, and look if he's he has been given at least three weeks to get over that that run first up. Uh, it was a good experience for him. He got the absolute PR and just peeled off their backs and was too good. I think he's got to be on top for me. Yeah, he's on top for me. He 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 probably cops the PR again here. Yeah, potentially. Like, just a matter of whether he can of, handle it. Yeah, there's a lot that are going to want to go for like forward or if the Panther Lass is going to lead, no doubt. Like yeah. you said, Jack Daw maybe want, want to settle closer because he couldn't get past him last start. But then you got you got Money Catcher, uh, Kaying Star, Order of Australia, Tobolian Diamond—they're all going to go. They're all going to go forward as well. Not going to want to let him get too far out of the race. J Mac just can sit on the back of one of them off the fence, and come around the bend, peel out. See you later. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's quickly get through these last two races. Then we've just got to do Friday fill up, multi, and then questions. Race nine is a class three over 1400 meters. Uh, I'll let you lead off this one, but I think we're both keen on number 10. Yeah, there's only one horse for me to mention here. Golden Express uh, ran into Victor the winner last start, and J-Mac outrode Purton. It was pretty simple. I think that was what the difference was. Uh, about five metres after the line, Golden Express is in front. It was pretty hard to take, but the exactor still paid good. Um... Victor stays at 1,200, which we love. 
This bloke stacks up to 1,400 metres, which is absolutely perfect. perfect. He's an absolute moral. Um, I don't think we'll get two bucks, but if he opens two bucks, there will be an individual bet as as well as the double. I agree. I think there are a couple of horses that could push his price to a dollar eighty plus. Like I'm a single man has a big SP last start, three dollars in a class two against Oriental Smoke. I don't think. Oh no, sorry, that's that's uh, race ten. Um, I'm getting, <laughs> I I'm getting I ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't think Sword anything will hold up his price. He. He I think people are short pe- as last time against Victor yeah. the winner. There, w- there will be like some some uh, supporters for horses like Sword Point and Golden Empire and Phoenix Light, but yeah, Bonza Perla maybe making her debut as well. Oh, she's no. got absolutely none. Yeah, she's got none. <laughs> yeah, but, but some people because like like we touched on, this is the biggest day in Hong Kong. There might be people that tune in mm. don't usually bet and see Bonza Perla. Oh, I know that horse. Yeah, she's true. actually kept her name. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But it's definitely a day for a multi. Let's go to the last to wrap it all up. Race 10 to class two over 1,400 meters. Um, I jumped the gun. This is the race that has I'm a single man. The Irishman, Blaze Warrior, Lucky With You, The Golden Scenery, a couple of usual suspects, Oriental Smoke, Beauty Live. I am going to be with number four, The Irishman on top. This is a horse we got a really nice result out of two starts back at the double figures. Um, look, he comes back to 1,400 metres. I would have loved if he did stay at the mile, but he goes Happy Valley to Chartin. He definitely needs Chartin. He goes um, Maya, the jockey, to Blake Shin. That is a massive JC, and he draws Barrier 5. I think that's perfect. I think he's going to open each way odds again, and I think he's going to be a very nice bet for us. Um, yeah, that was the kind of way I'm leaning. I thought... I think it's time to jump off number two, Lucky With You. He's been a horse that I've been with quite a few times now, but I don't know. He just can't get the job done. He just doesn't have that killer punch. And what I've noticed going back through his form, he's lost that killer punch once he's got up in the weights. He gets to 61 kilos again here. He just hasn't been the same horse since he was... Like, he beat Cordyceps 6 when he carried 51 and a half. And now he's up to these bigger weights. He just can't sprint with that big weight, I don't think. Nah, he's he's just always around about the mark, but yeah, he's just he can't he can't swim with a big weight. Um, I'm with the three Blaze Warrior, uh, unbeaten second up. I like it drawn wide as it gets back and it charges late. I think that's its best racing pattern. Um, I'm against Oriental Smoke. I think it's going to open. Not short, but I think it's going to be shorter than what it should be, um, giving its pertinent haze. Um, I don't think it runs a strong 1,400 metres. Um, worth noting, Eremo is also in this race. So it's gone up in class and it drops down to 52 kilos. It's a small horse, uh, so I don't think it handled the big weight last start. So I think that's just a complete forgive, but no, no jockey, jockey booking. booking. So... It's, which means it'll be an emergency, um, yep. and they don't usually scratch horses in Hong Kong. So I'll be surprised if he gets drawn cast as well. Drawn yeah, sixteen or sixteen. Um, but yeah, number three, Blaze Warrior. For me, I can also come with you, the Irishman, and B Shin as yeah. well. Actually, sorry, my bad punters. 
I think I think the emergencies they just say fifteen and sixteen next to their name. But I think if a horse comes out, they'll just replace their barrier. I think yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it for Sunday. Obviously, a cracking day. It looks a day for a fat, fat multi, and hopefully we can land a collect. Uh, the only other horse we'll mention, I'm not sure if we mentioned this horse, but the Godfather, sorry, just Godfather. He's a son of I'm Invincible. He goes around race three at Eagle Farm. It looks very hard to beat, trialed very well, and there's a fair spruik on him. And there is another horse, a bit of a favorite of mine in race seven. Number two, shooting for gold. Um, Goes back up north to Queensland. He is a winner, and he comes up again in a pretty suitable race, I would have thought. Carries 59 kilos, but up against not much. We saw him come to Caulfield, and he won the Group 3, the Heath. He beat Generation Star Patrol Curran, so he definitely measured up down here. I think he can win that race. He's $3.10 on Sportsbet. So those are the two that I was kind of working around in Queensland. Friday fill up. the barrier for it, though? That's what grade me up. Barry one, I I don't think he has to go all the way back to last. No. But look, he will need a little bit of luck, but yeah, if he gets the luck, I think it'd be hard to beat. I'll quickly reel off my two at Mooney Valley. Race six, number six, Philosopher. Um, take the five dollars. I think he's gonna start shorter. Obviously this horse had good form as a two year old. He's now gone to Enver Yusufovic. I think that's a positive stable change just because Enver's probably been able to focus in on him a lot more. Enver trained the winner of the 955 winner last week at Mutinous. That horse ran 54.93 seconds, and Enver actually thinks this horse is faster than last week's winner. So that's a little bit of a key. Um, he might be a little bit empty late, but he's won his two jump outs so far, and I think it'll be hard to run down. Draws barrier four. And the other one is race eight, number nine, River Noir uh, for Nolan and Moody. One so impressively first up at Maui. That was on debut. Bolted in by four and a half. Never, ever was on the track. Um, drew kind of wide and never got to the lead. Didn't actually cross them. Will get to the lead this time because she draws barrier one and hopefully she can just scoot around the valley and prove too good. Um, I'll just quickly read out Will Alford's tips. He is having a splash at Mooney Valley. Race one, eyes only me. Race two, blushing tycoon. Race five, Brian Epstein, and then he's with me in race six and race eight. Philosopher in the sixth, and River Noir is his best of the weekend. So bang, bang, take the $2 punters. Anything, Friday Phillip, boys? No. Uh, <clears throat> no with you on that thing in the last. Yep. Yeah, really ever, I think. All right, well, let's get to the podcast multi. I won't forget this week. Will Alford has told me he wants River Noir as his best of the weekend and in the podcast multi so she's the first leg on the friday night hopefully she can kick start us off the right way who wants to go next with their leg of the multi i'll have detonator jack detonator jack race five number six sandown hillside dolanoni will barber i know what you're gonna go benny so i'll go the race after romantic warrior again he was good to us last time let's do it again Right, so there you have it. Race 7, Chartin, number 1, Golden 60, into race 8, number 2, Romantic Warrior. Gee whiz, if we can't get the podcast multi this week, then we <laughs> might not ever get it, because I think it's looking pretty fat. Yeah, it looks pretty good. All right, we're making good time now. Let's uh, wrap up the tipping there, quickly do questions, and then we'll wrap up the whole podcast. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? 
All right, punters, it is question time. I think we've just got three of the best today. Matthew Winter says, what are some of the tools you use for your form? You lads are killing it. Tried to keep it short, but sweet. Thanks, mate. Um, punting form is something that I have really you know, started to use with my punting. But honestly, find the jurisdictions that do the race replays. So obviously with Victoria and... And Adelaide, it's racing.com. With New South Wales, it's racing New South Wales. With Queensland, I think it's racing Q or racing Queensland. And then you've got Rawa for WA. Just go on there and just start watching replays. Um, you know, data's great, but I, I still really like to bet with my eye and just watching replays, seeing where a horse was positioned, seeing the ground of the race, the time and prep. Those are the, the first few things that I can kind of concur with. But Definitely, you just got to start watching some replays. What do you boys think? Yeah, I'm much the same. I like to, to use my eye more than anything. Um, but yeah, obviously I use punting form and all that as well, but I only ever really use punting form just to to cross-check what I see with my own eyes. So yep. I just like to have the numbers to, to back it up. I'm, they're not the be-all and end-all for me. If it was all about the numbers, we'd all be living on an island. Our little, our little robot mate wouldn't like hearing that, but just plain and simple yeah. fact how it is. If it was all that easy, we'd be all on an island. Yeah, and you and you and me are still with our parents, mate. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is Wilbot as well. I'm the, only one, I'm the only one out. No, I'm the same. I'm with the eye as well. Um, I've got punning form, but I don't use it, so. I don't know why I got it, but yeah, nah, it's, it's just so many numbers and uh, I, I just don't have enough time to use it. I like to use the eye and use the replays and all that stuff as well, like you said, Benny. Um, yeah. yeah. KH0505 says, what are the key indicators uh, you look for when assessing speed and tempo for a race? Good question. I think you kind of get a decent idea as we were just talking about visually. I think you, as you start to watch more and more racing, you kind of get... A good idea of if they're going fast. If they're going fast, a lot of the time the field will be strung out, and you'll see sectionals flashing up on the screen that are in the you know tens range. That means they're going fast. If they're going slow, the the field's usually bunched up, and it's twelve and a half, thirteen seconds sectionals. Um, you can see you can see when horses really throwing jam. their heads around and shit. Yeah, you yeah. see horses starting to overrace. <clears throat> and you can see when they really jam the brakes on. Yeah. Another key thing is in the finish. You can tell if they're going fast or slow. If they're going slow and it is a sit and sprint home, you'll usually see only a couple lengths spread across the whole field because they've all just walked and they've all made their sprint together. And a lot of the time, there's not a whole lot between them. When it becomes more of a test of stamina and they do go faster, you'll see bigger margins because the better horses, the horses with the better stamina come to the fore and the horses that you know, don't have a heart kind of drop out the back. So that that's another key indicator with speed. Last question of the night is Max Mini says, lay of the weekend, best exotic, and best bet outside of the Metro slash Hong Kong tracks. Best bet outside of the Metro and Hong Kong. Yeah, go best bet outside of the Metro Hong Kong tracks first. Uh, Pinjara Race 9, number one, Al Capone. I've even looked. It's on. That's on Sunday. My um, one of my good mates in WA is part owner of that horse. Uh, 
yeah, it goes shit house everywhere, but down the straight at Pinjarra. So, good luck yeah. to him and back at each way. Beautiful. Uh, I'll just mention one. Just mention a race we haven't mentioned yet, Nico. Race four, Mooney Valley, number ten, Lady Jones will be winning. Ran second to River Plate last start. Absolutely ready to win. She also boasts a second to Kwong try uh, earlier this preparation. She's short, but she should be sweet. Harry Coffey on for Stephen Brown. Oh, I'm really struggling here. Just, just skip me. Skip. All right, lay of the weekend or best exotic? We'll go lay of the weekend next. So you see, she won't win. <laughs> Up against Wilbur. Uh, can't lay, but beauty joy of the place, lay it. Um, this is a tough one because I've tipped, <laughs> I've tipped everyone into Stone Age at twenty six dollars, but he's into three dollars, three dollars fifty, and I think, I think that's ridiculously short. If I wasn't on Stone Age to win, he would be my lay in the Hong Kong Vars. I think he's getting super short now. They need to get Hong Kong on Betfair. Yeah, for sure. And the best exotic, I think you can just take the easy one in the Hong Kong mile. Golden 60 wins. You can play the exacta with California Spangle to run second. Um, Kim and Tari kissing all four cheeks, Cronella. Beautiful. I'm going to go uh, Bright and Rose to beat Savannah. Huge. That'll pay 15, 20 bucks at least, you would have thought. I think so. Four will pay the exact, not the Quinella. They'll pay heaps. It'll pay, what, 25 bucks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, huge. All right, let's wrap it up there. It has been a good podcast. Obviously, we missed Bot Alfred tonight, but hopefully you get something out of his tips. He'll be posting on his Twitter throughout the day, so we'll be re-sharing that. As I mentioned off the top, we will be hitting the bar on Sunday to watch the best day in racing, Hong Kong International Race Day. So if you're interested in coming to watch some good racing and have a pint at the pub with the boys, then send me a message and we'll do it all together. Cheers, lads, and we'll uh, see you back here next week. Stoke at the stove, stroke on the smoke. Tell me to quit, don't what I'm told. Help me forget that this world is so cold. I don't even know what I'm chasing no more. Tell me what I want. Keep searching on, it's never enough Cup after cup, run after blunt I wouldn't get one if I could find a far, far, far In the car, and I put that on my mama And my bitch called, talking about some drama I swear there ain't no time for women on a comma It's see the pussy or the comma Man, I just wanna go flex Gold on my teeth and on my neck and I'm stone cold with the flex from the squad and I'm smoking up a check. Man, I just wanna go flex. Hold on my teeth and on my neck. And I'm stone cold with the flex from the squad and I'm smoking up a check. Uh, yeah. Push the gas, get a motherfucking nose ring. She ain't never met a young and do it like me. She got a man, but she says she really like me. She doing things to excite me. Sending all her friends snaps on my new tracks Cause all these hoes know what's about to come next I hit my plug up, got the paper